Hello and welcome to Game of Moans, the podcast where we are re-watching Game of Thrones an episode at a time and taking a deep dive into, let's be fair, what this season has been pretty fucking dire. Uh, I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, our very own mountain, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. Uh, we're up to season eight. We're, we're nearly... Eight. Uh, sorry, yeah, episode eight. Season three, episode eight. We are nearly there. <laughs> nearly. Yeah, nearly, not quite. We're not, not quite as far, as, as far forward as you thought we were. No, uh, that was wishful thinking, I guess. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> season three, episode eight, Second Sons, written by our two favourite people, written by the Wonder Twins. Yeah, um, although the director from last week gets another bite, so that's uh, that's encouraging. Uh, yeah, he does, and she, um, does. she does. Sorry, yeah. Um, we'll yeah, let's just take a bit of the time as we go through. I think yeah, so. Saying it. that, saying it's the director from last week. Um, straight off, really fucking nice opening shot. Um. But is that the start, eye? Yeah, yeah, really nice uh, attention grabbing. But then we start the scene too fucking early. Why do we not open with Arya over the hound? Why well, do we it, need to it? see the fucking approach? I well, don't understand. Is, and it, and it, you, it's, it's not nice even strong case opening it's... visual, and then you lose it. Yeah, it's not even subtle because you get you get the the, the 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 opening shot, and then you come out to bed and you really know. Because I, when I first turned it on, I I was trying to think right who who got slaughtered at the end of last week that we're now seeing their body. Because that's yeah. kind of a Game of Thrones thing to do, and then we pulled out, and it was our, and we sort of zoomed out, and it was our, right. Okay, fine, right. Okay, so I know where we are, and I remember what happened with her, and yeah, she, you know, she sits up nice and slowly, and she looks around all confused because she hasn't got a fucking clue where she is, and then she sees these little rocks, and she picks one up, and then puts it down, picks up a bigger one, and then puts it down. But I was like, okay, this is all great, but yeah, we don't need this. It's not. It's where no. Um, Howard says he's, he's going to he's going to basically ransom her off to her to her father, her mother and brother. Um, so we get this thing, we know, so we set up there going to the twins, which is where Rob's going to be for the wedding. So that was all quite nice as well. Um, and yeah, no, it, it's, it's just a nice scene. I mean, it's just, I say, it's a shame it's a bit too long. Um, I didn't even mind that it started because it went nowhere. It was one of those you think it could, didn't necessarily need to be the start, but I didn't necessarily mind it too much this week. No, as I say, I, I really liked the opening visual as well. I just feel we started the scene too early. Um, mm. there's no reason you couldn't have still had a very similar visual and yeah. had it coming with Arya ready to attack the hound well, but yeah, anyway if, yeah if, you, know, if, it, if you get that shot she's standing rather than laying down as you get the close-up of her eye you come out and she's standing there contemplating yes. stoving his head in exactly would have been much more interesting but that's not what we got unfortunately yeah, as it is what we did get as i say yeah it wasn't awful um yeah, no. just just wasn't great so yeah we're over to to danny then and we meet dario the first uh yeah. then we <laughs> It, this line of Jorah's, um, Jorah's a poet and he doesn't even fucking know it. Um, <laughs> it, it just, it's cringeworthy. Uh, the second sons have faced worse odds and run. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, guys. Really? Yeah. Like, just spend 30 fucking seconds on this, please. Like, if you read that back, you can tell that it's ridiculous. Well, that's it, and I mean, for as and he even as, delivers uh, it in a sing-song manner. Like he told Ian Glenn, totally knows. Yeah, he, he absolutely knows. Like he's taken the piss out of them. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say is that you can tell he's just like seriously. This is the fucking line. Oh yeah, completely. He even but smirks he, when he delivers it. And you'd think somebody during a table read or a take or another take or another take or an edit would have gone, "Hang on, that doesn't work. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't fit." Um, yeah, I mean, that was fucking annoying. And the other, th- I mean, the other thing that annoyed me the scenes you get, uh, is it Miro, the, um, 
the head of the Second Sons or one of the heads. Yeah. Oh, he's um, a manly man, isn't he? Oh, he's a manly man because he, you know, he uh, he tells her to take off her dress and he tells her to show He's a show manly man. They will have had some fucking fun writing for him, I tell you. Oh, what. I, dude, my notes literally say, I get it. The leader of the Second Sons is a manly man, etc. I bet the Wonder Twins fucking love him. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And you know they do. Yeah, it's, um, it's terrible. It, it, it's, it's gratuitous. It's, it's poorly delivered. And poorly even, written. It's, poor, it's just it's poor. It's poor. <laughs> and I mean, even Amelia Clark's response to it, I don't know whether she'd read the scene before, but she just constantly looks surprised that everything's come out of his mouth. Yeah, he's, he's dreadful. Oh, he's like a slightly less offensive version of the slaver. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure if he's less offensive. He's probably on a par, to be honest. Um, yeah, maybe. maybe he's, he's less deliberately offensive, shall we say, then. You get the impression that they they haven't gone out of their way to make him deliberately offensive. This is just how much of an arsehole they are. Um, yeah, true. So, yeah, we get all of that shit and that horrendous scene. Um, and, then, and then moving on, like we get we get this being to film school. Like, I think it's so, gorgeous. they got to that chapter of the book. Finally, it's, it's apt. The cinematography is gorgeous. Like the, the the light pouring in through the window to the side of him, and the way, mm. it's, yeah, it's just lovely. So you've got it, the, it is. the hard red light of the of the torch on one side of his face. You've got the blue daylight streaming in from the window on the other side. It's lovely. It's really, really nicely lit. And the scene itself, as I say, it, it's good. It's a it's a great scene. You know, the the Onion Knight just speaks truth with with elegance. You know, he's he's not. A well-read man, literally, no. as we know. Um, but yet he is very intelligent, and he's actually quite eloquent in his yes, own kind of salt-of-the-earth way. Well, that's um, it. I think a lot of that is that he spends so much time with noble people that no, he, he a lot of it, he does pick a lot of it, and that's, I think that's probably how he's he's allowed to pass, or he's been able to pass for so long as being possibly more than he is. So the fact he's now better himself and learning to read, but he's hiding that from uh, from Stannis when he comes. It's just yeah. one of those. It, 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 there was no need for it because I mean, I, I, in a medieval setting, you'd expect the majority of people to be illiterate anyway. So, the, yes. but the fact he felt the need to hide it because I don't know, it's, it's almost like he's sometimes it, he, I, I credit to um, Liam Cunningham and his uh, portrayal. It's like he always feels like he's not as good, he doesn't belong, he's not worthy. And this is something else that would set him out as, you know, as being a fraud. You, know, you can't read, you shouldn't be with us. And so he feels mm. the need to hide it. And it's a lovely little character touch where he's just trying to stash that book. Before, uh, before he yeah, comes before, in, um, I, I'm going to put it on Front Street now before we start moving any further through this episode. Um, there is so much good character work in this episode. Yeah, I definitely. was my jaw was on the fucking floor by the end. I don't know where this episode came from. I really yeah. don't. It's not that this with it because we've already, but in general, it is a fucking great episode for character work. It, it is. Um, it's, it's lovely for character work, and there's some nice, um, some nice symbol in it, symbolism in it as well. That you know, it it works quite well as an episode. Um, the one thing I I have noticed, and I I've, I've always got some, some uh, internet pages open in front of me, and normally um, when it talks about the writing, it says them. Um, it's based on this chapter, this chapter, and this chapter. This scene was added. This scene was improvised. This scene was altered. There's none of that. It's just based on these dozen, or half dozen chapters, and that's it. Okay, so maybe that adds adds some explanation then. But you know, as we've said before as well, even adaptation is a skill that yeah. still needs to be written. We still need to decide exactly what goes in. We need to decide, you know, once we get to putting it in front of the camera, we need to decide in our blocking. We need to do our lighting. You know, there is still skill yeah, involved. Work. Yeah. And you know, it, we ended last week 
really fucking laying into this show because we were both just utterly fed up and I really was I was on the floor after last week's episode so I came into this one with very low expectation and to be honest really couldn't be asked if I'm being perfectly honest um and I've I enjoyed this episode I think more than any other this season so far and and it's because of it's because of little things like this you know it's when they we've said it before as well this is when they get it right they really get it right it just makes it more annoying when they get it wrong because these you know you get these scenes back to back you get scenes in the cells and before it we kind of sort of glanced over it apart from the fact i said about the you know the, the slaughtering lambs you know mm. the, the end of that scene and then into this one it's like all of a sudden the show's just kicked up a gear from the from the time we have that conversation then we go through this scene in the cells and it's well lit and it's the conversation between the two of them is good we get the character work about him hiding the book and you know you also see the relationship between mm. the onionite and stannis as well and the fact that he's going to let him out and yeah. you know he's basically saying to him you know you have to treat the the red lady with respect and stuff and he's like well no i can't promise that i won't you know that that's always going to be the case and what have you and just basically letting him know that he is always i can't envisage a place where it would be necessary to write this scene into into the book the conversation yes but the whole bit with the whore yeah, and we no... need the conversation yeah but we don't need the whore playing yeah. games no it's entirely fucking pointless and again it just fulfills our tick quota yeah, exactly, exactly. So less said about it, the better. It's a bad scene. All of the second sons, incidentally, are horrible actors. All of yes. them, absolutely abysmal. I'd forgotten so, quite how bad they were, to be honest. Oh my god, that, like Dario, especially when you compare him to to Dario the Second. Um, Jesus Christ, he's, he's awful. Did, awful. Is it just me, or does he look a bit like Muse on steroids? He's got. He looks weird. Is what he looks. He, he, yeah, you're right. He, he's. His body is too big for his head, I think, yeah. is the problem. Mm. Um, yeah, he's a weird It's like the way the ki- a kid would draw a person. Yes. Yeah, he's completely really out of proportion. And like he's supposed to be quite dashing and handsome. And he's like, no, you're, you're a bit odd looking. He, he looks like he's a fucking uh, second row forward whose nose has been smashed in once yeah, too often. Yeah, he's, he's a bit odd looking. Um, I can totally see why he was recast. Although I'm sure it's not just that, you know. But... No, no. I'm sure there's probably something more to do with scheduling conflicts, or I I, I don't know. I don't actually inability know the reason. To act. Yeah, but what was that? Sorry, I missed that. In, inability to act. Uh, well, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I that would be my decision for recasting. I doubt that's the actual fucking reason. Oh yeah, he'd have been under contract at this point. Yeah, they'd, they'd have paid him off. Yeah, but um, yeah, the less said about this scene, the better. Let's fucking move on uh, yeah. to Sansa in her magnificent pair of curtains that she's wearing as a wedding dress. <laughs> like, look, generally the costume designers on this show are, are celebrated, and we've already called them out for the amount they make women look like fucking Cornettos. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, it she, wasn't great, was it? She is wearing my nan's curtains as a wedding dress, I'm pretty sure. Say, there's a, there's a, a three-piece uh, suite in my grandparents' house that looks very fucking similar. Yeah, like, come on, you can fucking do better than that. This is a royal wedding, for Christ's sake. Well, it's not now, is it? It's just a, it's just a noble wedding. Ah, true, true, yeah. Um, but still, you can do better than a pair of fucking curtains. Well, that's uh, it. But the scene itself, I liked. Um, again, I, I fucking Dinklage save, Dinklage save in the fucking day. Um, uh, Peter Dinklage, as we've said time and time again, is the MVP of this show. And when he's talking to Sansa in this scene, he... He is nothing short of fucking sublime. There is yeah. no other word to describe his performance. You just you you just drink him in in this episode. Oh, definitely, He's outstanding. Yeah. I, th- I um, think this was the episode he was he got the Emmy nomination for, and he absolutely deserves it. 
Um, I'm not entirely sure the way it works. I think from the the note I've got, it says that on the back of his nomination, this was what he submitted as as evidence or or something like that. I'll pull up the the phrasing now. This scene with him is just wonderful. Again, lovely character stuff. Just cuts straight to the heart of each of these characters. Yeah. Um, And he he delivers it so earnestly. He never goes over the top. He never pitches to the storms. And he never... He never goes really internal either. He he just he nails it perfectly. He's just earnest and honest in everything yeah. that he says. Yeah, I mean, um, even later on, and we'll come to it later on in the episode. But when he's hammered, he's a, it's one of the he, best he, drunk performances I oh, I think I've brilliant. ever seen. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, but even then, you know, it's not over the top. It's not overplayed. It's it it gets it absolutely spot on. Um, and you've got to credit him for that. Yeah, it it is one of the best drunk performances I've ever seen. Like he doesn't go pratfalling and shit like that. Yeah, which uh, the temptation would have been there, especially again with Wonder Twins of oh look at the little man fall over. Yeah, it's no, it's yeah. Bridget Jones syndrome. Yeah, look at the fat bird fall over. Yeah, no, he's he's fucking incredible in this episode. Um, you know, as you know, as our we we then get Marjorie and Cersei just yes. nipping at each other, yeah. um, and it, it, they're great as they always are. Uh, and uh, just the end of the scene is just peak Cersei. This is oh, this brilliant. one of my. I'd forgotten about this, and I don't know how because this is one of my absolute favorite moments of hers, where she just ends the scene with, "If you ever call me sister again, I'll have you strangled in your sleep." Yeah. And she throws it away like like it's just she's taking a breath. That's <laughs> it. I mean, the whole scene is. It's the the whole speech she gives her about. Um, the 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 reigns who they were the second most powerful the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the second most powerful family, and oh, aren't you the second most powerful family now? And nobody wants to be second today. But so they, but when they rebelled against my father, we crushed them, killed every man, woman, and child. There's nothing left. They're gone. Um, oh, Marjorie says, "Oh, they're gone." And she, well, slaughtered would be a more accurate description. And it's again, it's no, it's 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 so passive aggressive, and and it's it's elegant. Beautiful. It's it's elegant writing. Again, it tells us exactly what we need to know without telling us exactly what we need to know. You know, and the temptation in this show previously would have been to just have her say, I'm going to fucking strangle you in your sleep. Yeah. Just like we're going to wipe you out just like we did with these fuckers years ago. But she doesn't do that. They take us on the journey with the character. Like she fucking threads the needle. She gets us there and then just the the absolute, just the finishing flourish, just in case you didn't quite understand what she was getting at. Yeah. The finishing flourish is, if you ever call me sister again, I'll have you strangled in your sleep. And she absolutely sticks the landing. Yeah. Um, and I will say credit to Natalie Dormer stuff. as well, because she takes it completely in her stride. Yeah. Oh, the, the pair of them are, again, as I say, this is full of little character moments like this. Everybody's on the top of their game. Um, and, and, you know, that takes everybody to be on the top of their game. I don't just yeah. mean the performances. That takes everybody. Okay, the credit to the Wonder Twins. The writers have got to be on the top of their game. The director has to be on the top of her game. Everybody does. To bring a scene together this well is yeah. more than the work of one person. Um, and everybody, and they do it several times in this episode. Um but yeah, this this scene particularly is a standard. These two are always great together, anyway. But yeah, as you say, giving us the whole background of the reigns of Castamere, which we've heard several times already throughout the yeah. show, you know, and, and so to get us to understand that and to use it to to get character information out of as well, very very clever. It's obviously in the book, 
because it's oh, yeah. obviously Thor. But again, there's choice about where to put that in this narrative and how to put that in this narrative. Um, and I think they've done it very well. Um, Joffrey taking the steps away, just what a cunt. Well, I mean, before that as well, I mean, you get the bit, so the door's open and you, so Sansa's silhouetted in the door. And again, it's, it's, it's a very iconic shot. It's, it's beautifully framed. And then she comes in and Joffrey's there because, well, your father's dead. It's my mm-hmm. duty as king to give you away. And it's just, again, just a little sort of smirk he's got in his face where he knows he's compounding her misery completely. Yes. And she hasn't got a choice but to take his arm and walk into this thing which she has no fucking interest in being anyway. The whole idea repulses her. But for the no, the fact that he's making her do it and he's participating in it, it just really sticks the knife in. Yeah, and then to get her to the altar and take yeah. the steps away with a smirk on his face so Tyrion can't reach her. Yes. What a cunt. Absolutely. What an absolute cunt. Mind you, this now is probably my biggest, biggest problem with this episode. And again... I say problem, I don't think there's anything done wrong in this scene, but this is one of those instances where there's so clearly a better play that yeah. they haven't taken. And yet again, it relates to Sansa and the way they insist on treating her as a weak little girl. Yes. Because the move here isn't for Tyrion to have to get her attention to get those steps back. The move yeah. here is for her to pick those steps up immediately make eye contact with Joffrey and place the steps down in yeah. front of her husband. Yes. That is the move. Give her control here. Humiliate the king in front of everybody. It's your wedding day. You have the right to do that here if you ever did. Yeah. Just show them that you aren't this weak little girl. It could have been such a lovely moment. It, it could have. And I think this is the problem at the moment. And we, we said at the start of the season that... Season two, she you know, she started to grow a bit of a spine, and then they just kind of went, nah, fuck it, that doesn't suit us at the moment. And they just stripped back every, all the work they'd done building her up last season. They kind of stripped it away, and it's just that they haven't quite worked out how to put how to start building it up again yet. No, and it and, and building it was her right back here, up again know, yet. When when she starts hearing that laughter, rather yeah. than Tyrion having to tell her to give him the step, she should have just looked around, realized what was going on. And like I said, just an act of utter defiance. Just pick those steps up and put them down in front of Tyrion. Yeah. But they that's such a missed opportunity. And it really, really sticks in my teeth that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that annoyed me. Um, other than that, you know, the scene plays out pretty well. It's, yeah. it's the start of Tyrion getting humiliated, which will build to something later on. Uh, but you still get that, even if Sansa saves the day without him being told. So you still yes. could have. Uh, yeah, because that, that, that's, that's, that's about her, not him. Yeah. Um, so then we get the scene between the Red Lady and Gendry. Now, for everything I've said about eloquent writing and stuff like that, <laughs> we then get things like this, which which most of the scene is OK, actually. Most of the yes. scene is pretty good. But when she offers him the fucking wine and then says before he's even had a chance to look at it properly. What? You think I'm trying to poison you? Um, well, he probably fucking wasn't well, until you said it. And the thing is, I mean... You could have. We, we've seen her do that. Yeah. We've seen we've seen her drink poison last season. Well, I mean that, that he hasn't though. So that he, he hasn't, but we have. So I can see them so reaching have. for drama there because we have that information and he doesn't. And and I've no doubt in my mind that that's why the line exists there. But at this point, the two of them actually have a pretty civil relationship like he's gone on this journey with her yes yeah. she might be a bit creepy but he has no real reason 
not to trust her. No, that's right. So to throw that out just skews that relationship completely. Mm. And I like, yes, he's in a fucking a weird place with her and stuff, but that that just seemed like a stretch. It um, did, I mean, and, and you're right. I think all it needed was a, was a second or so for him, for him to contemplate it first. Because yeah. we as an audience know that if she has poisoned it, it's not going to make any difference to her anyway because she can still drink it. But we need time to make that connection as well. Yes. Because it was such a throwaway need, scene last season. Yeah, we need to to be seeing it through Gendry's eyes and, and we need to start feeling uncomfortable ourselves before you turn the screw. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, they don't do that. Again, it's not the end of the world, just a bit stupid. Um, then we then we get another one for our tit quota. She gets them out. Um, yeah. To be fair, the scene is fairly reserved, I think. It's yes. not massively gratuitous, and it kind of makes sense. You know, it, it is it is kind of needed. Um, well, I mean, it's needed to an extent. I don't she think... Is, I mean, there are other ways to get him up without actually fucking him. Yeah, but she is trying to seduce him in a way. Well, she, she's not really. She's having it. fun, but, you know. Um, and then, obviously, she, she just pulls these leeches out and sticks them on him. But, I mean... <laughs> Let's to be, be fair, fair that, that's a really fucking cruel move as well. It, it, like she could have finished him cock. off first, couldn't she? Well, exactly. Like, it's just rude, isn't it? Like yeah. it, it costs her nothing to finish him off, does it? Well, that's it. Apart from she might have another fucking smoke monster baby. Well, yeah, but she wants. She she's going to want that. It's royal blood and what have you. So well, this is and this is the bad old get right. So we have this this whole thing where you know she's she puts the leeches on, she climbs off and um, puts the leech on his dick, and then Stannis and Davos come in because Davos is now free. And uh, she said, oh, so Davos needed to convince her, or he needed needed proof, so I'm going to show him. So she then takes the leeches off, puts them on a fire, and we don't fucking see anything. No. What has she actually proved, other than the fact that she's a prick tease? Yeah, I, it just, yeah, makes, makes no sense. Um, I do like these kind of creepy scenes with blood magic and stuff, though. Um, so I, I, like the, I like the idea, but again, the execution has always been fairly iffy. Yes. Yeah, they they are they have been hit and miss, um, but you know, seems okay. Don't mind it. Mm. Um, we, That's probably the cut, biggest payoff we'll get for Gendry for no, uh, for quite no, some ever, time. Yeah, ever. Um, so we so we're into the wedding. We cut back to the wedding now. First yeah. and foremost, Elena working out the family tree just feels self-referential, and I yes. fucking love them for it. It's got to be intentional. This right. They well, must I mean, know what could, they're doing here. You, we've had the whole thing all the way through season one and halfway through season two. It was you know, this sigil and this house and these, yeah. these bannermen. They, it, it's all fucking dull as, dull as shit. They know this, this way. This they they realise they're tying each. They, they realise they're tying everything up in knots. Yeah, and they're taking the piss out of it themselves. They, now, whether that's Martin or whether that's the Wonder Twins, I don't know. But somebody has gone. You know what? I'm fucking confused. And if I'm confused, other people will be confused as well. So let's let's go for it with the old lady who can get away with fucking murder anyway. Yeah, she's nutty as catch it. Yeah, so let's she's let her fucking right happen. person to deliver it. Yes, uh, I love it. Tip of the hat, whether it was them or Martin, I don't know, but tip of the hat to whoever that is. Yeah, I mean um, the only per- the only other person who could have got away with it in other circumstances would have been Tyrion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, but yeah, she nails it completely. It's fucking hilarious. Um, I sp- I spat coffee literally. I, it's just fucking hilarious. I was trying to follow it and I got fucking lost. Yeah, but that's the point. Um, ab- absolutely hilarious, and of course she nails it because of course she does. Oh. She's wonderful. Yeah, and we know she's wonderful. Um, almost as funny. And uh, again, another just another spit take. This is this is just um, Cersei cutting 
Yes. When he starts to talk to her and she just goes, nobody cares. <laughs> well, that's it. He, he, he goes up and says, no, there's, there's this whole thing of um, like, Cersei had just told Joffrey to go and talk to his future bride. And he's like, I've got a lifetime to do that. And so we see Loras getting up and going after Cersei because she's walked off. And it's like he's, he's plucking up the courage to use a really bad fucking chatter line. Yeah, and but like, as soon as he opens she... his mouth, she's just like, "Oh, just fuck off, you little twat!" I'm she's not interested. So disinterested. Like again, the, her delivery is pitch perfect. Like yeah. she absolutely, ne- it's fucking hilarious. She's so cutting. Brilliant. Absolutely and like you brilliant. say, yeah, for him, this is clearly a big, big moment. Like he's built up to this, yeah. and she just crushes him instantly with two words: "Just nobody cares." My father once told me, she said, nobody cares what your father told me. Just fucking leave me alone. It's uh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, and, and then she just walks off, leaving with a cock in his hands. And it's like, well, he has no idea what to do with himself. No. Um, all good stuff. And then again, it's like it's like they, they're filling up the good quota. So they're like, oh, shit, we haven't done anything really wrong for 30 seconds. So <laughs> let's have Joffrey threaten rape. Right, I've Which got a problem is with this. Never okay. No, that, I, that I've bit, lit, that I've bit's never okay. I've got I've got a problem Joffrey with that as well. Rape but... is not okay. It's but the thing not. is, I mean, it, it's not okay. But he's it's be, we've we've already seen he has zero fucking interest in sex anyway. So it's not the fact that he will rape her for the for the for the act of having sex. It's because he knows what it will do to her, and that in his character is pretty tight. To be honest, that that that's that's the sort of thing you can see him doing. The problem I have. Okay, and we talked about this before. It's the internal logic side of it. He references himself as a Lannister, not a Baratheon. Does he? He does. I can't remember the exact line. I watched it on yes, Monday yeah, after we finished no, recording. He does, doesn't he? And he, his, he, he says about, um, does it matter which Lannister fucks you or something like that? Yeah. Now, he's yeah. supposed to be a Baratheon. We know he's not. And the entire he fucking kingdom does at this point, but he's not supposed to. He's supposed to know. And for, no, even if he does know and believe it, he still has to present that he's a Baratheon, otherwise he doesn't have a claim to the throne. So why would he admit that he's a Lannister? I mean, he is a Lannister as well, but by but he's name, not, he's, he's not. Yeah, no, it's, but it's no, the same as you're a Bolton, not a House Bolton, but you're a man's Bolton. Your mother was... I can't Bosch, mother yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, so, same with me. I'm, no, I'm, I'm Williams, I'm not Bufton, because that was my mother's name. So I know I would never identify as being my mother's name. So it doesn't make yeah. any sense that way. And it's, it's, it's this logic stuff that fucking drives me up the wall. Because it's yeah. uh, it's it seems like an oversight. Yeah, yeah, it does. I I hadn't even picked up on that, but yeah, absolutely, that is annoying. Um, but more than that, look, it is not okay to. Th- it's it's to not, but it it, it is it's in keeping not. with his character because I mean, it's not, it's not the rape that is the th- it's well it's the rape is the threat, but it's not the rape for sex's sake, which is what most rape is. It's it's that it's an act that it's a psychological act to fucking destroy her yeah it's just it's never okay it doesn't no it's doesn't not sit it, right I'm, unlike, I'm not i'm not i'm not defending it no I, unlike Tyrion threatening joffrey which is very much okay yes. um is excellent love it yeah um obviously he's got a bit of dutch courage in him yes. and just Quite flat out look of it yeah just goes for him um so yeah they have the confrontation it, it's shot down by by tywin um yeah. very quickly and and leads to we, we talked about peter dingley's no good he's playing drunk um, leads to probably line of the episode for the stuff that's been funny already that I've laughed yes. at when he's leading Sansa away to their marriage bed and he says, I vomited once. Come, I'll tell you all about it. It's <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Yeah, brilliant. Hilarious. It, brilliant. Again, his delivery, his performance at being drunk is is spot on. Um, 
So yeah, very very good. Well, it's, it's not just his, it's not just his speech either. Just his his movements that when he's filling up his cup, there's no this the very deliberate thing of I'll put my my goblet here and I'll pick this up and I'll move it up and then I'll move it over then I'll tip it and it's 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 that whole thing that we all do when we're drunk we try to be so careful that to us yes. it seems the most natural logical thing but to everybody else you look like you're doing the fucking robot because you're yes, trying not, to be subtle not doing the over exaggerated pratfall he's doing the very careful I'm sober honest yes which is like what I can actual... walk in a straight line with my fingers on my nose and recite the alphabet backwards class honest which is what actual drunk people do yeah, uh, and the same with the speech. He's not slurring every word. He's mm. just a little bit confused. Yeah, he's uh, a little bit leery. Yeah, yeah, which again is what drunk people do. Yeah. But yeah, his delivery as he's leading Sansa away it is yes. so funny and such a throwaway line as well. Uh, and then yeah. again, we get just a beautiful, beautiful scene between them. Yeah, where she's she's undressing. Um, and and he just says to her that, that he won't do anything, not until she's ready. Yeah. And she plays this off excellently. Like, yes. she's a little bit hurt, a little bit confused, and a lot relieved. Yes. But you can see there is initially that, well, why don't you want me? What's yeah. wrong with me? Um, because, you know, that's already been instilled in her once. Through, well, through yeah, just... that's it. So... And, and... I mean, not only that, she's had it built up, the, the fact that she's getting married, so her wedding night will be this magical time where she gets fucked six ways from Sundays and all the rest of it. So, yeah, there is there is an ultimate rejection there. And then this will mirror later on uh, in, in her story arc as well, um, where we get the the, the polar opposite yeah. um, of, of this scene. Um, but, yeah, it, it's beautiful. And so, we, you know, we get... Um, I think this is probably the only time we do get a slight pratfall from him. Um, oh no, so that's this later when when uh, Shay comes in, um, but yeah, we get the scene where he's like, oh, I, I can't not, I can't do that. And we've already you know, we've talked we talked last week about him having reservations because she's a child, and the whole scene with Bron about you know, how young and all that stuff. So we've already we we already know he has misgivings. He doesn't need to convey them here. All he needs to convey here is, I'm not a cunt. I'm not Joffrey. I'm not. I, I promise you, I wouldn't hurt you, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to abuse you. I'm not going to use you. No, we will do the happily married thing in public but if you don't want me then I'll just stick to you know, whores and wanking into bins and whatever else I'm going to do to keep myself sane um, because that's not, that's who I am I'm not the fucking imp they keep talking about Where did you leap to wanking into bins? It's in a book I'm reading at the moment I worry about you sometimes um, Yeah, you'd be the only one Yeah um... <laughs> Yeah, never, never heard a wanking into a bin before. Uh, maybe yeah. I'll leave a, sh- maybe I'll lead a sheltered life. Um, maybe. Then again, an can't get toilet paper anywhere at the moment, can you? So ask me again in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, in a couple of weeks we will be that far gone. We won't care about toilet paper. No. Um, worrying about running water and electricity. Pretty much, yeah. Um, it's going to be like Escape from New York up in this motherfucker in a couple of weeks. Um, it's going to be so. Like yeah. Like, Ross. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the scene is good though. Um, yeah, for I love it. Beautiful, beautiful scene. Excellent scene. And and they again they stick the landing with some just really elegant writing yeah. and direction and performance. You know, when and he again, just looks just, at it and yeah. says, "And now my watch begins." Yeah, beautiful, just, absolutely beautiful. It's like, yeah, and, and it's like they finally understand what they're the doing. Show. It's a callback. It's it's like they finally understand the text they're working to. It's excellent, excellent writing. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, I think that's the first time I've said that about them. Um, but like I said, credit where it's due. They yeah, are definitely. really learning. They they can do this when they try. Well, this is, we said this a couple of times. Is that there are, there have been a couple of episodes. The one they directed was one as well, where 
there are certain things they do very well. Comedy being one of them, actually. You know, again, all, all, all power to them. They do comedy very well. Their timing is very good. Um, some of their some of their comedic dialogue is good. Some is a bit iffy. Um, but you know, there are things that they do. I, I do get. I do get the feeling that we we've gone a bit too far down the rabbit hole in the last couple of weeks, where things have been negative and we and we've run with that. We've, it's been very difficult to find the good. This episode, I no, I've come out of it going, all oh, right, okay. Oh, this is, this is the, I'm happy yeah, with that. The best episode we've had in a long, long time. Um, yeah, probably the season. Yeah, may, maybe the best of the season. There have been moments in the other episode, but yeah. this one is, aside from the stuff with Danny, and my next note actually says this episode takes a downturn whenever it cuts to Danny. Yeah. Aside from that, this this episode is pretty consistently good at times, but yeah. always good. Um, and even for what I'm saying about Danny, whilst I'm pretty bored with this storyline already, like there is another just hilarious moment here. Like yeah. when when she's sort of talking to Miss Andre and, and she tells her that she her Dothraki, she actually speaks it reasonably well. Yeah. And and they run on for a minute before Danny stops and goes, wait, what do you mean reasonably well? Yeah. And it transpires that, of course, she's not fluent in Dothraki at all. Carl yeah, Drogo just passable. wanted to fuck her. <laughs> well, that's, and it's yeah, and it was it's it's one of those where you can see you can see you having that conversation with, with your mate down the pub. Yes. Yeah, was, oh yeah, I can truly believe that she was fluent. Yeah, and yeah, you know, and she's don't get me wrong, she's not far off. But anyway, it's it's the, it's the little pronunciations and things like that. So you know, she, it's it was it was a nice scene that far, no, that far, and then fucking you no, know, fucking Schwarzenegger Muse comes in. Yes. Yeah. Fucking ruins it. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. trying to avoid saying that because I'd get the last part wrong and offend some people. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he does ruin it, and I, I've I've written here that yeah, Dario, especially in this scene, this is the worst he's been in the episode as well. He's just horribly, horribly, horribly wooden, isn't he? Yeah, um, and so fucking smug as well. He's horrible. I hate him. Drowning in a fucking bath. Yeah, um, but you know, then the scene, of course, as if it wasn't bad enough with the addition of him, we have to take that left turn into TNA country because yes. the Wonder Twins. So we have to get tits and yeah. we but have she's to get got a, She's got a new contract now, so there's no, you only see her from the waist up. The yeah, front. well, we get her ass as well. Yeah, from the front. Ass yeah. is fine. So, yeah. Um, probably, probably had a body double for that. Whatever, you know, we should be yeah. should be used to it now. But the thing that really annoys me more than anything, and this isn't their fault, this has got to be in the text, um, Danny has done literally nothing to have Dario pledge himself to her. Nothing. She's done nothing to earn his trust or his loyalty well, other I, than look hot. Well, this is it. And the whole, the whole thing of, oh, I, oh, I, it's something, oh, is there no loyalty? Well, no, I'm, I'm loyal to beauty. What the fuck? Bollocks, isn't it? Absolute horseshit. Just horror. For, for all the good writing we've had, this stuff is fucking horrible. Yeah. And again, you do get them. This is one of the ones. If if I weren't looking at it in front of me, where no, it doesn't mention scenes have been added in. This would be one I I would say had been added in. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but we don't know. So. Yeah, we don't know. Either way, though, it's fucking dreadful. Yeah, really threw me out of the episode. Uh, it did. Uh, thankfully, uh, Tyrion comes along to save the day, and not just Tyrion, Shay as well. The yeah. look she gives him when she changes the bed. Yes, just. A plus 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 gold star, superb acting. Yeah. Well, again, it's it's there in the writing as well. That's not something that's been made up on the spot. Subtle, beautiful, yeah, elegant, understated writing. Yes. Show us, don't tell us. Yeah. 
excellent absolutely that that is top notch stuff that is yeah. i i've i have written in my notes a plus 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 like high price excellent more of that please you know uh, yeah and unfortunately again, we don't get much more of that no but again look it's not hard is it that's a natural thing though those characters know they can't communicate openly in front of sansa yeah so it's a natural thing for it to go and check the bed realize oh you haven't actually fucked in this bed and yeah. she just gives him the look like oh it's okay okay you're true to your word excellent excellent mm. excellent 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 probably not probably definitely my favorite moment of the episode as i say Tyrion's had the best line but that moment yes. is wonderful um I, and it all, it's almost good enough to make up for the last three fucking weeks. I'll be honest. Almost. Like, it's its superb. Um, so, yeah, that that's all good. Um, and then we're into Gilly and Sam, I think, isn't, aren't we? Yeah. Um, and and they, even these two, even these two, like I've said in the, in the last few weeks, like, I'm bored with this story. They're not going anywhere. Nothing's happening. Um, and obviously something big happens with them this week. Yes. Um, but even apart from that, just the... The little moment, the, the moment of quiet that they're sharing beforehand, yeah, is it's great and it's really well written. You know, it's it's throwaway dialogue, but it's also bringing those characters closer together. We're seeing them fall in love. We're seeing them form a bond, well, and they're not it. doing it with boring, turgid dialogue like we have no, had in right. the past. You know, I things mean, like offense to to these two, like we we've not seen enough of them together to see where any sort of bond has come from. No, so this is it, probably the first time we're actually. It's not just a case of he's taking a bit of fancy to her and, 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 and vice versa. There's actually a connection between them. They're, no, they're actually communicating. They are. And, and as, you know, besides the fact that we're seeing them go closer together yeah. and we're seeing them communicating, like there's actually a through line to this scene. There's actually structure to it. Well, yeah. Which is rare. But, you know, it, it starts, you know, it starts quite softly with with the thing about the baby and quieting yeah. down and stuff like that. And then we get into some comedy with this thing about a wink being on purpose. Yes. You know, perfect comedy timing again. Yeah. Um, and, really and again, well they, I mean, they, and they see what's coming that you had when they arrived, the raven landed and another one landed. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just hear and it's so subtle at first. But by the time you get to the end of the scene, it's fucking deafening. Definitely, all, yeah. all the birds and all that, and that's again, that's really well done. It's really well handled. It, it, it is, it is, it's subtle enough at the beginning you can overlook it, and then it just keeps building. You, I mean, I was watching it um, Monday night after we recorded um, Who Wins, and I was watching. It, I had my headphones on, and I could just hear it sort of creeping in at the back because it's, it's all in, it's all digital. And so I could just hear it creeping in the back, you know, the back of my headphones, and then all of a sudden it was just getting louder and louder and louder to a point where it was so fucking distracting I couldn't hear them talk. And obviously, that's the point of it. That's the point, but also they they naturally lead us to that as well. Besides the crows going, the conversation naturally leads us there through the scene as well. Because as I say, we start off quite light and fluffy, and Mm. then we start to get into names. And then we start to get into a bit of Sam's backstory. And it's all growing and growing and growing. And then, again, just lovely, lovely, understated, elegant writing and a perfect delivery from Sam where he just says, please don't name him Rendell. That's all you need to say. We don't need the entire backstory. We just no, need Sam's right. performance and the line. That's it. We, we, yeah, when that's, we had we had need. a bit of um, we had a bit of Sam's backstory at the beginning. Do we about uh, his father was? You know, yeah. He said you'd kill him and he'd sleep on the rest. All that stuff. That that was all. So we didn't need to go through that again. No. And again, they've just kind of gone. Yeah, that's fine. No, we but were talking. Information is there. That yeah, line and the it. delivery of it. Yeah. Even if you hadn't had the backstory. 
tells you all you need to know. And in in a season or so's time, where we get to meet Sam's family, we've yeah. already got that in the back of our head now because you remember good writing. Yeah, you don't remember it. shit writing. Um, excellent, excellent. Yeah. This scene is top fucking draw, start to finish. Again, just absolutely spot on. Yeah, well paced. You know, and and even I keep saying about coming at the scene too early. But we have a complete scene here. But the difference is, yes, we seed it with a crow to start with. But then we come into the disruption of the baby as well. So yeah. th- there is a disruption to the natural order of the scene. There's something that needs to be put right. And in the back of it, there's all of this slow build. And then we get layers of character information on top. Like it's got everything you need in this perfect little stew of a scene. Yeah. And they um... nail it. They do, and this is why I get so fucking frustrated with the show. Yeah, me because, fucking too. Because this, when they're this on point, how good it can be. Well, this is it, and I mean, when they're on point, and when when they're when they're flowing, when they're in, in in the flow, when they're in the spirit, it goes really well. And you get scenes like this, which uh, right up until the end, it seems like a nothing scene. Yeah, and there have been lots of those in this episode, which seem on their own like they're they're inconsequential, but then they get they just hit hit a peak at the right moment, they hit a climax, and you go. Oh, right, okay. Much like the scene with Cersei and um, uh, Marjorie earlier on. It just, you, know, you have this bit, and it seems like it's going absolutely fucking nowhere, as usual. And all of a sudden, bang. Oh, right, okay. And yeah. then you had, you had it in, the, in the, the wedding reception. You had it in the scene with uh, Tyrion and Sansa in the, in the, in the bedroom. It's, br- it's brilliant. It's beautiful. But for every one of these you get, you get a last week. Yeah, I, and, and even this week, you know, Whenever we're with Danny, it's like we flush that structure out the window again. All yeah. the other scenes are properly structured and plotted and blocked, and every everything's firing on all cylinders. And the Danny stuff just seems to fucking amble along. Yeah, like, and I think the problem is that they can't. I don't know, and I, I don't know how much of it is the book and how much of it is what they leave out from the book, because obviously they know they're only adapting certain parts of it. But it's almost as if they kind of go right. Well, Danny's going to be important later on, but. We don't really know how that's going to play out yet. We don't really know how, when we're going to bring that in properly. So we just need to remind people she's there and stuff is going on. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like they don't really they don't really have a plan for them or a through line for her at the moment. Other than we just need to keep keep her ticking over. So every yeah, week she's we building her army. Dragons every once in a while. Yeah. It's a, it's just a well yeah she's building her army and it's a slow build because I mean this could we don't, I mean we've talked about time on the show before but she's yeah she's building an army but then she'll have an entire storyline now in Yonkai yeah which has fuck all to do with the Iron Throne and Westeros and reclaim, reclaiming her birthright and all that sort of shit so what's the point other than she's there I yeah. mean if you take out the Danny stuff and have her basically have her amassing her army and attacking straight away you can probably take an entire fucking season off this show yeah you probably could you probably could um. I don't know if you could lose it entirely, but you could certainly cut way, way back on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, know, you still need some stuff. Back. You still need to know who she is, where she's come from, etc. No. Yeah. But, you, I mean, you didn't need the bit in uh, Marim, um, which was entirely fucking pointless. And, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just frustrating. But there you go. Yeah, uh, it, it really is. But, anyway, that's that's that bit of that. Just to round this scene off, obviously... Um, the, the crows build a middle build and a fucking white walker comes yeah. after the baby um sam heroes up sam fucking takes a white walker out well yeah um, this, i mean we all we've had all the way through is that sam's a coward sam's useless sam's fucking over sam's gonna die in a puddle of his own piss but when it comes to it he, he pro- he's probably thinking himself i'm going i'm going out there to die 
I yeah. can't outrun it. We certainly we can't run it with a baby, but I'm not going without a fight because these are people who are dear to me. So he goes out there, so in that fucking knowledge that actually his sorting can do fuck all. But he goes yep. out there anyway. Um, and we had a bit a couple of weeks ago, I think two or three weeks ago, where he was showing Gilly the, the dragonglass dagger that he had. And he stashed it in a really, it, what looked like a really fucking awkward place. And I looked at the back of a fucking Volkswagen. Um, nice. Sorry. Um, so, but he stashed it in the front of his, of his, of his um, jacket. So not in, not in a holster, not at his belt. Not in, he stashed it in a really awkward place. And it looked, at the time, I remember it standing out at the time that it, he didn't have any sort of holster or anything there. So he was just fucking wedging it between rolls of fat, effectively. But then, so when, when his sword broke, and you see him scr- scrabbling around looking for a weapon. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah, he's got that under his shirt, isn't he? Mm. Ah. And then, obviously, he, st- he stabs the white with it, and the white explodes. And uh, Yeah, in, in possibly the worst dusting effect I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. it. it I mean, they get better as the show goes on, but again, because but, it's the first one we've seen. Ah, uh, yeah, but come kind on. Of, it's but, not the first no, time it, this effect's been done, is it? No, this no, is a no, pretty no. common effect. What I'm saying is, I think because it's the first time they've used it in this show, I don't think they quite knew what they wanted it to look like. Maybe, maybe, but then they're making dragons on the fucking reg. Like, you oh, seriously yeah. tell me you can't do a particle effect. I mean, fuck, like, you, you take any episode of Buffy after season two and just make it ice instead of dust. Yeah. Well, it does, that's, like I said, I call it dusting because that's that's yeah. what it looks like to me. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's entirely it. But, you know, um, yeah, but I mean, so the, that the scene terrible. was cool. Yeah, the, the action was cool. The scene was cool. It was just that fucking bit. The, the, yeah, it's just a bad effect. Look, I, I'm not, I am nowhere near going to complain about that. It's a bad effect, but it doesn't do anything to ruin the scene for me. And and in fact, as, as an ending, I think it's probably the best ending to an episode we've had since ever. Quite possibly, um, yeah. I think, like, like again, they nail it. We leave the scene in the middle of the fucking scene. Yeah. That's how you do it. They're fucking running away because they don't know if he's killed it or not. They don't know what else is coming. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, we've, we've had big action endings before, like you know, Ned being decapitated uh, as the prime example, but that's the end of a scene. Yeah. No, that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a finite point. Whereas this is like, okay, well, how many more of them are there? What are all these fucking crows doing? Oh, shit, they're coming for us now. We need to run. Yeah, it's so an actual this, cliffhanger. Yeah, like you said, the endings tend to either be definite, like Ned's dead, uh, or just horrible attempts at a cliffhanger. Yeah, which um, don't go anywhere. Know, like with Jamie in the hand, where it's like, well, there's no actual peril there, is there? They've just cut his hand off. Yeah. It's not really a cliffhanger. If there's no if peril. If they stabbed him and left him inside the river, yes. that, no, that would have worked. That would be a cliffhanger. Oh, you know, I mean, if the, 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 only, the only other way they could have done this one but again we then lose the impact of Sam killing it is that the white turns up and yeah. again there's mortal peril to carry you over into next week and then you yeah. don't start next week there you start no you come back to that scene about halfway through but they did it this way and I think it worked really well and I think this is the best way to do it rather than have the white show up as well um, this is it's excellent this, this whole fucking scene is absolutely top notch mm. top notch I, just as many of the other ones in the episode have been and actually it's i think it's testament to how good this episode is like look we're at 50 something minutes here we normally yeah. go for well over an hour because we're ragging on an episode um to be fair i mean we we've talked for about 20 minutes before we started and we're from fucking coronavirus to all the rest of it so i think we got our whinging out of the way before we started quite possibly but it's, it's also that i just don't have a lot to whinge about this episode you know no. normally i've got pages and pages and pages of notes but i enjoyed this episode so much mm. that I got sucked into it. I didn't take masses of notes. And when I did, 
they were generally about how fucking good things were. And, you know, when you when you say how good something is, it's literally a case of, well, that was really fucking good because that's yeah. all I need to write because I know why I thought it was good. And yeah. so I can reiterate and And I think I can reiterate that fairly concisely. You know, whereas when something's bad, we just start ranting and I do pages and pages of notes and yeah. we go for minutes and minutes and minutes about how fucking appalling it is. Yeah. Um, but when it's good, it's just good and it uh, works. That's right. I mean, I, I've got a couple of episode, uh, issues with this episode. When we talked about one, I wanted to them earlier on, the, to the first scene being um, overly long, the, the whole second son's Daenerys thing being boring as shit. Um, the, the internal logic with um, Joffrey referring to himself as a Lannister. My biggest problem, which has been my problem for the last, I don't know, what are we, episode eight now, six episodes, is that this this should be the fucking Rob Stark show and he's not in it again. Yes, that is a bit wrong, isn't now, it? Now, bearing in mind where we are going with Rob, yep. we fucking need to see Rob. I'm sorry, but... Mm-hmm. The, the... Oh, we absolutely do, and we'll talk <laughs> about that when we get to that point with Rob. Well, that's, well, that's next week. I'm Yeah, I know. And believe me, I'm going to let rip. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I but, remember uh, but this I mean, from look, we're already preempting it. You know, well, you don't yeah. say we didn't warn you guys. Like, you oh, already definitely. know what our issue is going to be next week when we let's, get to that episode. Yeah, l- let's be fair. Next week, get yourself some snacks. Get yourself some. Get yourself something to drink. Get yourself a comfy chair and fucking bed in. Because I mean, next week's going to be a doozy. I mean, I I already know without having rewatched it what my problems with next week are. Oh um, yeah, so do I. And yeah. I'll pick. I'm sure I'll pick up more from from the rewatch as well. But I mean. My, I've said this probably the last four weeks now. Is that the war kind? The war effort seems to have fucking dwindled. Tywin's off in King's Landing playing fucking Cromwell. Rob mm. is all loved up and it doesn't really care. But apparently there's a war going on. Apparently so. Yeah. But we're not seeing it, and we're not seeing the main fucking people. And, and we will. No, let's save it for next week. Let's save it for next week because I was just going to dive into next week's episode then and potentially spoil it for somebody, for, just in case anybody is watching along week by week with us. Yeah. Um, there are massive repercussions for that next week and not in a good way. And next week's episode, for all that there have been a few things that have annoyed me so far, next week's episode was the first real time where I said, actually, this show is fucking bollocks and no one knows what they're doing. Yeah. And next week's episode is the first one where that happens however we're talking about this week's episode and yeah. this week thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it a yeah. plus episode um it, look the story took some it kind of shambled forward but in as much as it shambled forward because it's following its characters yes story is character and character is story they are not mutually exclusive you have to have both working in tandem and that's what this week is you know everything that happened this week, whilst they might have seemed like small character moments and whilst they might have seemed like throwaway conversations, they're vital to the growth of those characters, which in turn is vital to the, the growth of our story. Like, yeah. it's, this is all important stuff. There isn't a great, aside from Danny, there isn't a great deal of fat in this episode. It might feel like there is, but mm. there isn't. And that is skill and that is good writing. Mm. Um, they just nail it this is a fucking great episode save for everything with danny and especially save for dario and the second sons yeah everything else is fucking top draw you know we got this really creepy stuff with renly and gendry who knows what the fuck is going on there and we get the leeches and all that that's all good we get sam and the white walkers again creepy good action scene good growth for him i mean Tyrion just is just Tyrion. It's fucking show, isn't just, it? Let's be fair. Yeah, and, and this is a great episode for him, you know, and it, everything is just really, really 
and this is probably the first and last time I'm going to say, I hope it's not the last, but everything's just really, really well fucking written. Yeah. Like we've had things that are well directed before. We we know there are capable directors on the show and this week is no exception, but this is actually really fucking well written as well. And hand on heart, that is the first time I felt like that about an episode these two have written. There've been moments in other, yeah. show, in other episodes they've written and, and I've always made a point of, of pointing them out, you know, particularly when they first started to get the grips with, with themes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Danny's stuff aside, everything else here is is really, really good. Really good. Yeah, um, I mean, for me, I've got to say, like, I we, we came to the show, um, I think, when we decided to do it. We'd just finished airing season eight. Lots of axes being grown all over the fucking planet on the internet. Um, and we kind of, well, yeah, there's there's a show in this. And the, as as fans of the show, we thought, well, we can come, we can go back to it. We'll get some mileage out of it. We'll, we'll put a show on. We get to rewatch it as fans. It's a product we like. And we get to go back. There may be some issues, but it's going to be all right. Started all right, dipped, picked up a bit in season two, dipped. Started this season okay and went downhill. And we're at, and we're at a point now where this is the first episode in fucking ages where I've gone, you know what? This is the shit I like. This is why I like this show. This is why I kept at it. Because when it's like this, there's very little around at the moment that's as good. I agree. Yeah. Um, I agree. But if rewatching has taught us anything, is that there are these episodes are few and far between. Um, so. Yeah, very sadly so. And I think, I mean, we talked about it last week. I I doubt I will ever rewatch this show. I mean, certainly not in the next five years um, because doing this show has completely pissed on a lot of my fond memories because watching it in passing because it's something you're interested in and you want to see how it goes is one thing. Watching it critically is another. And uh, there, there are films and shows I watched when I was doing my um, doing my degree and my, my master's and my, and my dissertation and stuff. There are things I still can't watch nearly fucking 15 years later not more than 15 years later, just because having watched them through that critical lens, you, there are things you can't unsee and there are things you can't forgive. Yeah. And there's a lot of that in this show, unfortunately, but this episode is not one. This episode has probably been one of the highlights of the last eight weeks. Uh, it definitely has for me. As I say, there have been moments in the other episode and uh, other episodes, and this has been a season of moments. You know, John on the Wall uh, was a great moment. Jamie and the Bear last week was a great yeah. moment. You know, we, we've had really really good moments but this is the first time an episode's been pretty consistently good you know and and even the danny stuff like i say it's it just bores me it's not that it's particularly bad i think the second sons are distasteful and annoying but you know the, the stuff with danny it's it's not particularly bad it's just i, I don't care for that storyline so yeah, and the thing with the second sons as well we've just seen her get the unsullied yeah, why do we need to repeat why, that? And that yeah, that's the same thing straight away. Storyline for the next for the next Four two years. or three seasons. To be honest, is she goes somewhere, conquers a town, amasses an army. Goes somewhere else, conquers a town, amasses an army. That's all she's doing. But it, like, it's not. It's not even that. It's it's go somewhere, amasses a following, liberates people, and they all fucking turn on her. Yeah, it happened with the Dothraki. It happened in Marine where they turned on it. It's, you know, it happened uh, with the slave already turned on her. In future seasons, we know things aren't going to go well for her again because we've got fucking another four years to get through, or five years to get through. Um, but it's again, it's just, it seems like it's a pattern. And I don't know if it's lazy writing or whether they're just trying to make her character be that fucking useless that people won't care by the end. But yeah, she just, whatever she does turns to shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I think I'm just bored of her storyline. I think it needs a shake up. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know when that's coming, unfortunately. I can't remember. No, no, it's, no do I. I'm not sure it ever does, if I'm honest. Um, and well, it, you it, know, first it time out. Later, so it's, yeah, um, it's fir- first time out, I know I was still starting to feel that at this point then. You know, I, I yeah. can remember starting to feel fatigued with her story by this point. Yeah. Um, you know, having really liked it through season one um, and thought it was, you know, some good stuff with her in season two, but actually not enough of her. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, by this point, I was like, by by the time we got to the end of season three and the start of season four, I was really fatigued with her. So I was yeah. fatigued first time out. Second time out, I don't give a flying fuck because I know where it goes as well. Well, yeah, that's it. Um, so I, I think it, it kind of went from, for me, it, you know, on the first watch, in season one and two, you don't go, in season one, you get quite a bit. Season two, you don't get enough of her. Season three, you get too much. Yeah. Because what you get is all very intense and it's all very heavy. Mm-hmm. And there's no subtlety subtlety to it whatsoever. Um, and that it's said, <clears throat> yeah. And but that said, that said, my my favourite scenes of the entire fucking show involve her and another character at the beginning of season five. Yeah. So yeah, there, there are saving graces to it. Just at the moment, I'm fucking bored of her. So am I. So am I. But yeah, all in all, um, best episode of the season, I think. Oh, definitely. Uh, Without yeah. question. I mean, certainly the best we've had thus far. Um, I'm not going to talk about the next two weeks until we get there um, because they, they may be better, they may be worse. Um, but certainly the best we've had in a very long time. Um, yeah. If you disagree with that, as always, please get in touch. Let us know. Uh, you can uh, you can find us on Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, uh, where you can find our previous episodes, our other shows as well. Um, but so by all means get in touch let us know what you think Um, but until next time game over